Welcome everyone to the Slam Session. I'm your host, Mars, and this is a podcast I had originally come up with for wrestling, hint the name Slam Session. But I kind of already know I won't like stick on to one subject because I have ADHD and my mind goes every place. And when it does, I want to talk about whatever's on it. But tonight, we are going to talk about an amazing wrestler who I do not feel like he gets enough light shine on him. Nor, even when he does get lights shine on him, I feel like it's, like, not so much about him, if that makes sense. It probably does not. But I'm talking about Efi, who is one of the most amazing wrestlers in GCW or Indies. Um, I feel like if you know, if you watch GCW in general, you already know who Efi is. Like, there's no, I don't have to explain. But if you don't, he's just, I don't feel like there's an Efi in another company. And when I say that, I feel like most companies, one of them will bring out a character and then the next one will like turn one of their guys into that character and try to copy it. Which I get why, because they're fighting for, like, who's the best company. But I don't think Efi, because Efi stays so real to who he is. You can't really copy that. Even if you try, everyone's going to know that, like, it's a rip-off Walmart version. But if you don't know who Efi is, or you just don't watch GCW, which is totally okay. Because I know a lot of people that are, like... Just stick to mainstream wrestling, which is understandable. But Efi, I feel like he is one of the most incredible wrestlers, like GCW Indies wrestlers, and he deserves so much more than what he gets. Like, he deserves to be, like, headliner for a major promotion because he just has such a talent and vibe that pulls you in. Like, you see him on TV, and you can't turn away because you just, you want to watch his match. Um, if you don't watch GCW, Efi is an amazing wrestler who made his personal, his professional, I don't know why I was about to say personal, his professional wrestling debut in early 2010s. Since then, he, ra- he has rapidly gained attention, and it's true, because he has such this unique style that... Even if you don't watch GCW and you turn in for a moment or you see it on your timeline because you follow wrestling pages on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you low-key want to, like, see who he is. Efi is such just, like, a figure in GCW now. He makes such an impact on the wrestling scene, like, the independent wrestling scene. I feel like if you think of indies, even if you're not, like, a fan, you at least know who Joey Janela is. You at least know who... And if you know who Joey Janela is, you're going to know who Efi is. If you are a huge John Moxley fan and you don't watch GCW, you still know who Efi is because of John, John and Efi's match. Like, that match was incredible. And that was probably... I don't want to say that's what made me a fan was that match. Because I was already a fan of Efi's so far before that. But I think that had like a huge moment. And it made 
me realize how amazing Yuffie was. I feel like from that moment, he should have, like, been given a little bit more spotlight in the wrestling world. But that's also just me because I am a fan. And I'm going to be a little biased. And I think that's okay to admit that you are biased towards your favorites. Because I know I am. Ify also hosts a special event called Ify's Big Gay Brunch as part of GCW's collective series. Because if you don't watch GCW, they have a collective series like Joey Janela's Spring Break, Ify's Big Gay Lunch, Brunch, so many others that are like just to GCW. It's kind of like WWE's WrestleMania and WWE's um, Backlash. Do they still do Backlash? I'm not going to lie, I don't watch WWE that much. I also don't watch AEW that much, though. Um, Overall in wrestling, I kind of, like, watch the matches I care about, which is very bad to admit when you're a wrestling fan that you only watch those matches. But I don't have time to sit there and watch 14 hours a week of wrestling um, as much as I would love to. So I do. I go through... TNAs, I go through AWs, I go through GCWs, I go through Reign of Honors, I go through WWE, so many other wrestling promotions, and I literally just watch the matches I care about. Um, If I do have a weekend off, I usually sit down, and if there's like a wrestling event, I will sit down and watch like the whole pay-per-view, or the whole show because I know AEW does collision. I haven't caught a collision in a while. I think it's collision that's on Saturdays. I haven't caught one of those in a while. Not gonna lie. I'm also I have a lot of issues with AEW currently. Um I feel like Tony Khan can't run a company. But that's not what I'm that's not the topic I'm supposed to be on. So I'm going to go back to my other topic, which is Ify. Ify is... He can do so much in the ring. I don't feel like there's like a diverse style that he has. Because he's so versatile. Like He can go from technical to high-flying. And the whole time he's keeping you entertained. And I feel like that's really hard. Because there's some matches you're just watching and they're doing all this stuff and you're like, okay, cool. Is it over yet? If you know Ify, you also probably know his tag team partner, Allie Catch. Um, they're so adorable. I love them so much. Like, Ify and Allie are such big parts of what keeps me in to indies. Not so much what got me into indies because I was always a huge indie promotion fan. But I feel like they're what keeps me, like, actively watching. Like, if I hear that, like, that Ify and Allie are going to be a match, I'm definitely going to probably watch. Um, I end up watching the whole pay-per-view or whole show anyways. Because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch for them. And then I'm like, oh, this person's kind of cool. Another one is Zach Rentz, who was WWE, then got fired for that huge mess, and now went back to, like, being himself with Trey. I do wish that Wes was with them, but I also don't want Wes to, like, leave WWE. 
But at the same time, I'm like, we kind of need the boys back together. But I generally always think that Yuki's probably going to be one of my favorite. My favorite. Him and Joey Janela. Because, like, if you watch GCW, you can't not love Joey. Joey, in general, is just an amazing person. As So is Yuffie. But Yuffie has... I love Joey Janela. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Joey Janela. But Yuffie has such... This vibe about him that just pulls me to him. Because he is so different than what you see in every other promotion. And I don't think he gets enough credit for being that person that is like, you know who he is without knowing who he is. Even if you don't know his name, you still know his face and you still know who Ally Catch is and you still know their tag team. Like, I mean, this man, okay, not gonna lie. I feel like he deserves every title that he wants. But I also don't mean bias. Like, he can't have every title he wants, but... His match with Jon Moxley was such... If you didn't think he had it in him before, that should have showed you. Because that match was like... There are moments I had to turn away, but I didn't want to turn away. And even if you don't like GCW, that man has so much other things. He has his podcast. Go watch his podcast. Um, You can generally see how much he loves the wrestling business and his fans in that podcast. And I think that alone, if you don't like GCW, go Google his matches on YouTube. You don't have to watch GCW. I generally think that everyone should give GCW a chance, but there are people that it just doesn't fit them. And that's fine because there's people that AEW doesn't fit. There's people WWE doesn't fit. There's people, not every promotion is for everybody. Every promotion works because they have a group of people. And I think we kind of forgot that. Like, I feel like these fans who sit there and target each other. Oh my God, you watch WWE? Everybody watched WWE up until Cody decided he wanted to make a new promotion and then he left that promotion and went back to WWE. Like, everyone watched WWE at one point because that was a lot of the only wrestling that people did know about. A lot of people didn't know about New Japan or Ring of Honor or GCW before AEW. Like, that's, I feel like AEW is when people kind of started realizing that there were other promotions they could get into. And that's when everybody blew up. But WWE has been around a long time for a lot of reasons. As much as people love to hate them, you kind of have to give it to them. That, like, they stayed around for a lot of reasons. Do they always do everything the best? No, but neither does GCW, neither does AEW. Every promotion has their issues. I feel like some people kind of forget that. That not every promotion is perfect, but not every job is perfect. Not every company is perfect. Not everybody is perfect. Okay, low-key alive, because Ify's pretty perfect. Like, but 
I feel like even if you don't like GCW, Evie brings such a unique energy to the wrestling world. Just watch his matches. YouTube him. At least be like, okay, I watched it. It's not for me. That's totally fine. I respect that. So should everyone else. Everyone's everyone's input on their wrestlers or their favorite wrestlers or the wrestlers they don't like should be respected. It's not, but it should be. Ify, one of the most remarkable aspects of Ify's career is his commitment to include such... He includes such a different side of wrestling that we don't usually see. And, like, Ify's big gay brunch, a testament to his dedication to LGBTQ. That's not really openly represented in the wrestling world. I mean, you do have some, but not... Not a lot. And I feel like Ify gives that. Ify's versatility in the rain, his success in tag team competition, his international wrestling, like all of these things, it's not even his skills just to like wrestling, but he has such a global appeal. It's just... He's not just a wrestler. He's so much more. And on top of being a wrestler, he's a, he's an advocate. He's a general, genuine fan of the business that he's in. And I feel like when you have a fan who's also in that business, it makes it so much better. Ify's podcast is also such a way to get to know him. Like, who he... I don't... I shouldn't say to get to know him because I don't feel like... Everyone puts their life out there for the fans, and nor should they. But I guess get to see the insight on him as, like, a wrestler and a businessman. Because I feel like we personally do not know any of these people, except for the fact that we're fans of theirs. And I think that's what some people forget. But I'm going to dive into another topic. And we're going to shift our focus to the re-owned filmmaker, Zack Snyder. I feel like Snyder is one of those men in Hollywood that you meet. People who you either hear bashing him or you meet people who are fans of him. I feel like there's no middle with him. I don't see why. But I feel like he's a man who a lot of people love to hate. Like, I don't meet a lot of... Zack Snyder's amazing type of people. But but I also think that he gets a lot of hate for his movies. And they would generally sit there and be like, oh my god, this movie's trash. When they're actually really good. Like, I've watched a lot of the Zack Snyder films. I'm not saying they are all amazing. But nobody has like 10 out of 10 movies every time. It's not a home run every time. It doesn't need to be a home run every time. Like... And some things are not on him. Like, I feel like people forget there's actors. There's so many people involved in movies more than just directors and more than what Zack Snyder would do in that film. Um, I feel like people sit here and argue and there's so much drama over celebrities, wrestlers, athletes, these people that you don't know, that, like, they don't truly know. You don't personally know these people. 
they don't even know you exist. And I understand having favorites. Like, everyone has their favorites. But don't sit here and act like they come home to you every night. Like, you don't see them on a weekly or nightly basis. They're not climbing into bed with you. They're not sleeping on your couch. They're not sharing a home with you. These are people that, like, for the most part, don't know you exist. Even if you meet them every time they're in town. Or you you guys talk on social media. Or... They remember your name, so if you meet them so many times, there are chances they aren't. They remembered your name because they're like, oh, common name. There's that fan. Like, they aren't. These people aren't thinking about you at Christmas. They're thinking about their family. So you're sitting here fighting over this person who generally doesn't overall care. I'm not saying that they want anything bad to happen to you or they want to care if, like, something bad would happen to you. They probably wouldn't know, like, unless it was really big and it was on the news. And, but, these people have their own family and friends. And generally, as much as people love their fans, the first thing they're going to be thinking about is their family and friends, not random people that they don't know. Um, overall, though, Zack Snyder is not as bad as people make him out to be. You would rather sit here and fight with someone over whether Zack Snyder is a shit director or not. When in all reality, a lot of films aren't the director's fault. But back to the topic of Snyder. Snyder is... He's so known for his visual stunning movies, like... They, uh, and most of them are, I've noticed most of them are, like, fantasy, mythology, superhero, those types. And I feel like it pulls everyone in, because those are always going to be what people go to. If you sit there and you put a documentary over the newest Batman movie, I can generally tell you that there's probably going to be more fans at the Batman movie. Like... We're always going to go for that superhero because we love the aspect of someone sweeping in and saving the world. And that's okay. Like, that's why they're there. His his films are characterized by their epic scale, breathtaking action sequences, incredible pot, plot lines. I have no idea why the fuck I was about to say Something about pot, but plot lines that... They go into so many different dilemmas. Like, when you sit there and watch a Zack Snyder film, it is so intriguing. Zack Snyder first gained widespread recognition with 300 in 2006. That groundbreaking movie was... It was good. If you haven't seen 300, definitely would go watch 300. It brought the battle of... It was like ancient Greece. I can't remember what battle it was, but it was like, it was, I know it was like ancient Greece. It was amazing though. 300 was definitely a testament to Snyder's abilities to create visually experiences. And that, I feel like that generally became his trademark later on. 
like I truthfully think that 300 became such a trademark for him. Like that that showed what he could do. Another notable entry in Zack Snyder's filmmaking is Watchmen, released in 2009 based on an acclaimed graphic novel by Alan Moore, which Watchmen was already so huge that I was so excited for that. I I don't know if it was huge, but if you were into graphic novels, you knew about Watchmen. And I was... Watchmen was one of those things that, like, pulled me in, and I couldn't get out of it. And I'm still such a Watchmen fan now. Um, It was such a complex thing for him to pull off of mortality and power and the role of superheroes and society. I cannot speak, just to let you guys know. Snyder's faithful adaption and just captured the visual essence of the source material while diving deep into its theme. Like, the thematic depths it went into. It was... If you watched it, it was like a film you could go back and watch over and over, and I have. Um, I think one of his most famous works is, which I don't know why it's more famous than Watchmen, but Man of Steel, the one that was released in 2013. Yeah, 2013. It, I don't. I feel like Watchmen should have been more popular than this one, but it was. Zen, like, I loved Watchmen so much, but Man of Steel was such a popular movie for the Zack Snyder franchise and the Superman franchise. Like, that rebooted it. That brought Superman back. Um, Snyder's ability to humanize such... Because when you think of Superman, you think of Man of Steel. Man that nobody can harm, can take on everyone, isn't going to get hurt. Like, it was, he, and he made, he humanized that. Like, I don't know how he did it without ruining it, but he humanized a man that nobody saw as human. Um, the re-image like, origin story he did, was such... Zack Snyder, overall, he explores, he explores, like, all these characters. He will sit there and explore the inner struggles of, like, whatever character. Superman, he made Superman face, like, crises. And take him to a place where he, like... He didn't know who he was. Like, he made Superman not know who he was, honestly. This man had to struggle with his own identity in a world that fears him when he is so used to being Superman. The man loved. The man, like... I just... Zack Snyder... The way Zack Snyder will take a film and make it so much better should generally speak to people. And then you have the director's cut of Justice League. Which is a prime example of, like, that man treats, that man stayed true to, like, what he wanted. He did not budge. Like, that man held it down. 
the Snyder Cut isn't just this longer version of it, right? Because whatever. Longer version just like cool. It's a testament that like it it generally shows his creativity. And it gave fans the opportunity to experience the story as Snyder wanted. And I feel like that's not a thing we get a lot. Like we don't get to see how the directors want it. Usually we just see how it like gets sent out. No, he gave us what he intended. And the impact it had sparking such conversations about artistic control and the relationship between creators and their work. And just with one movie, that man changed so much. Like, he just improved and showed the world so much more. Snyder doesn't just direct, though. Like, he crafts. His 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 use of slow motion, attention to detail, and striking, like, imagery creates a cinematic language that's unique. Like, it's uniquely his own. From the iconic imagery of Superman in flight to the haunting landscapes of 300, Snyder's visual storytelling is a, a is like masterpiece. Like can't get better. Don't know. I I just Zack Snyder. You need a good movie for movie night. Go grab a Zack Snyder film, pretty much. And of course, we can't overlook the musical collabs between Snyder and Junkie XL. I feel like between visuals and music in Snyder's films is a key component like of their emotional impact because I feel like the films are just they're amazing but the way he uses the music to enhance is like it's nothing short of a masterpiece honestly like it's it's pretty amazing love him or not you can't deny that Zack Snyder has made such a mark on cinema. And that's hard to do in 2023. Like, that's hard to do. In the 90s, not so much. 2023, you have cancer culture. You have the biggest online critics. And this man still managed to, like, change the media. To change these things. I feel like that's right there's a testament of Snyder like his films are a testament to pushing boundaries challenging so challenging what we think is like Superman nobody would have ever thought of Superman being feared most importantly he gives an the audience an experience they won't forget and that's something like Rather you hate him or not, you still remember the Superman movie. You still, Justice League, still in your mind. But that is all from the slam session tonight. Next week we will be talking. I want to be able to, like, I 100% want to be able to say what we're going to be talking about next week, but I never know. I feel like 
it will come to me sometime this week. I'll be at work, right? I'll be at work. And I'll just be like, you know what? Podcast tonight. Don't know what about, though. Um, thank you so much for joining me and hanging out and listening to this podcast about the amazing Efi. Make sure to check in on GCW and Efi. If you don't want to watch GCW, YouTube has matches. At least you can watch them that way. Um, if you have free time tonight, watch a Zack Snyder film. I hope everyone has a great night. 